UC Wealth Management, we're proud to partner with individuals, families, and foundations, ensuring possibilities become achievements. From preserving and enhancing your assets to securing your legacy for future generations, we're focused on your success. UC Bank, building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, member FDIC. It is the Hammer and Nigel Show. I'm Jason Hammer. Big Nige has a rare day off, and Tony Kennett filling in very admirably for Big Nige. Thank you, Tonus. Anytime. And let's go to the 93 WIBC hotline and bring on Kevin Bowen. He is part of the morning show over at 107.5, the fan, KB and Andy. And KB, I think a lot of people expected a little bit more than whatever the hell that was yesterday in Jacksonville. Boy, it is the house of horrors, is it not, for this franchise uh, really now for the past decade. Yeah, that was ugly. Um, Certainly expected more. I mean, yeah, you're playing a backup quarterback, but, you know, he he has not looked like that really in his career. And, you know, if anything, I expected the Colts to provide a little bit more early fight. I mean, they were the team that lost the first match between these two teams. They were the team that hasn't won there in nearly a decade. They weren't the team that was playing in London the previous two weeks, but uh, yeah, it looked like Jacksonville was uh, by far the hungrier team. They punched, punched harder, and punched more frequently early on. And, again, hey, it just looked like the same old, same old down there in Jacksonville. What had a longer shelf life? The love of new Coke in this country in the 80s or <laughs> Minshew mania running wild in Indianapolis? What had a longer shelf life, KB? <laughs> I know. Minshew uh, mania was a favorite of my wife. I don't know if she feels that way. Exiting, uh, exiting yesterday. Um, and again, just very uncharacteristic for him. Like he's not been a turnover prone quarterback. You know, usually when you think of backups hammer, you think of them just throwing it to the other team or, you know, giving a lot of turnover type plays to the other team. That's not really been Minshew's MO throughout his career. And yet uh, that was exactly it yesterday. Uh, to me, honestly, he looked a little overwhelmed by the moment. And I bring that up to say, I mean, he was a Jacksonville draft pick. He was traded by the Jags, you know, back in 2020. So, I don't know, maybe I'm grasping the straws here, but I'm just trying to make sense of uh, really what looked like a very, I mean, it was a very, very poor day for him. And again, kind of an uncharacteristic day from him. And, you know, the first two interceptions especially, those are two-score games at that point. Um, you were in field goal range on the first one. They came on a, a second down and a first down. It's not like you were in some panic third and 20 and he's under siege and it's right. a three-score game. So I think that probably adds to the frustration. So speaking of frustration and grasping at straws, I saw a little bit of defense on on the wonderful Paramount social media website Twitter yesterday saying that, well, you know, when it comes to the Jags, they have a very coy, a very sneaky offensive strategy, which is, I think, the first time that's ever been said about Jacksonville. And uh, I guess the question that I have to ask is, how on earth is this the ninth straight time that when we've been in Jacksonville, we've lost to the Jags? Again, that we didn't do anything after that first three for ages. I mean, I'm sitting there on Sunday afternoon at Don Rigo's in Greenfield trying to hold down my lunch as I watched us beat senselessly against the Jags. How does that happen? Yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's an astonishing figure. I, I tweeted out the starters from that game the last time the Colts won in Jacksonville. Reggie Wayne started in that game. Reggie Wayne oh. was a coach for the Colts. <laughs> Reggie Wayne's got gray in his beard. And, again, he was a key cog last time. They won down there, and it's been a variety of quarterbacks, variety of head coaches, et cetera, et cetera. Honestly, there have been some similarities in that 
The Colts go down there and just piss down their leg with turnovers, and then they can't win up front. Uh, offensive, no. defensive lines uh, just absolutely get dominated in this matchup, and that was, again, the case I thought yesterday, which was not what I was expecting. I thought you had a chance to win that matchup. So uh, it, it's unbelievable for you know us that has grown. You know, We've grown up in the AFC South. The division was – um, created in 2002, and the Colts, you know, had dominated so much of the division for so many years, and now Jacksonville has treated you like little brother in that matchup. And, and again, Sunday was huge, guys. I mean, this was a massive game, two, three, and two teams. Again, you had lost the first matchup. If you win that, you put legitimate pressure on Jacksonville moving forward here. And now um, it, it kind of looks like the, hey, are the Colts, you know, more than a feel-good story? Uh, probably not. Well, with, you know, with them starting in Indy's territory four times, obviously, again, the, the pissing down the leg with four turnovers, it's just insane to watch our defense give 37 points up. But our offense can't, our offense can't get enough yards to make a difference. It's like the defense is, is fighting a losing battle before the downs even start. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and I thought yesterday, again, Minshew was the root of it. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a focus on Johnson Taylor and Zach Moss early on at, at halftime. You had triple the amount of pass attempts for Minshew than you did carries for Taylor and Moss, which I would consider one of your strengths of this team. And again, that was before the game got out of hand right. in the second half where, of course, you have to throw, and vice versa. I mean, Jacksonville got into a, um, a great rhythm offensively early on, um, and I didn't think your defense dictated enough. So all three facets. I think the root of it, again, is more offensively the approach from Steichen, and then certainly Minshew turning it over. But uh, so much of it boiled down to that, that, that early sequence of Minshew gets stripped on a sack, uh, Jacksonville scores on the very next play, boom, right there. It was 14 points and I think a 16-second span. And at that point, it was, here we go again in Jacksonville. 107.5 The Fans, Kevin Bowen joining us. KB, you bring up the running game, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss. What does this look like? moving forward because Jonathan Taylor got his deal. He's supposed to be the guy. Moss has played really well. Is this going to continue to be a committee type deal or is Moss being showcased perhaps for something at the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, that was a big trend yesterday, you know, hammer and you know, back to a kind of 50-50 split. I mean, it was heavy, like, you know, 80-20, 90-10 percentage-wise Moss in the first game. Yesterday it was pretty close to 50-50 you got to think it's going to continue to shift in Taylor's direction. I mean, you are paying him $42 million over the next three years. Um, yeah, I don't know about trade deadline. I mean, that's what, you know, two weeks from tomorrow, it's an interesting point. Moss is in a contract year. Um, you know, running backs and what they command from a trade standpoint, that is um, that is interesting to even think about that. Um, you know, maybe that is a possibility if the season starts to tailspin a little bit. Again, I tend to think, you know, with Carter Minshew being the quarterback for the foreseeable future, that, you know, it'd be important to rely on these two together. I mean, there were some moments yesterday, I think, you know, you put them in the backfield together, you know, let them kind of carry and, and do the heavy lifting for this offense right now because I just don't think the passing game is going to have any sort of potency uh, to it at all. Uh, and, again, I would like to have seen a little bit more run game focus early on. It seemed like you kind of surrendered to Jacksonville saying, yeah, we're probably not going to be able to run it against them, so we're not really going to attempt to run it. Again, I thought Jacksonville coming off the two games in London – you know, could that have been something that you tapped into a little bit more? All right, last thing before we let you go, KB. We've got about 30 seconds left. Have I officially been canceled from coming on to your show? Because I came on on Thursday, and we had a good time, and I feel like I made money for your audience that night <laughs> with my bets and my picks. But I know damn well you guys probably got some hate mail from the anti-WIBC people. So do I get another chance to come on and kick it with you guys this week? 
Well, I've been thinking about your Notre Dame thoughts for for Saturday night a little bit more. You were outstanding Thursday night football-wise, and we made sure to certainly give you some credit for that. So, uh, I... If you will, if you will allow, yes, we can come back. You, you can come back in studio with us. But again, the Notre Dame, uh, you know, lack of confidence there. I was a little bit bummed about. Granted, I didn't see Notre Dame beating USC forty-eight twenty either. Full transparency. But when you give us the Thursday <laughs> some miracles night are just wins, a blessing. <laughs> yes, exactly. When you give us the Thursday night wins like you did, there's no better way to start a gambling weekend. So I think uh, yes, we will happily have you back on at. Uh, 930 coming up on Thursday. See, Tony, KB is like every guy on Twitter right now. I gave him the Tennessee Vols. It wasn't enough. I gave him three winners on Thursday. It wasn't enough. I said, play the over in the Notre Dame game. It wasn't enough. But hot damn, you lose one and it's all you hear about. Hey, you know how it is when it comes to fandom like that. So come on now. Where can we get some more information on what's happening with the horseshoe? Yeah, 1075thefan.com is where you can find the latest. You know, unfortunately, kind of a newsy week, I would think, on the injury front for the Colts, so we'll continue to monitor things there. He is one half of the morning show on 1075 The Fan, KB and Andy. That is Kevin Bowen. Kevin, you're the best. Thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.